What's up? Yeah. Rockin' now. Hello, everyone. And uh, a hail and hearty welcome. Mmm. <laughs> I love that. To FOH. Um, I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is our podcast that we do every week, rain or shine. Mm-hmm. Except under, last week. Except last week. Wait, I yeah, I take it back. Sometimes we say it's raining. No thanks. <laughs> um, but mostly we do it every week. We do. Um, for the most part. For the most part, and uh, it's about the service industry. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's about it for me. Um, <laughs> signing off. <laughs> You got all the info you need. You got everything you need. Please rate and review. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, took a break last week. I don't think we've ever... We've maybe done that one other time. Well, yeah, we do rarely skip episodes. But we just couldn't get it together. No. It's fine. It's fine. Um... Yeah, Thursday is a popular release day. You know what I mean? For podcasts. Like, you're not going to be... Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be without content. Yeah. Um, Listen to Doughboys, you know? Whatever. (laughs) I don't care. Um, Me? I don't care. (laughs) I was in uh, the City of Angels. City of Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A little riff I did at the one show I had didn't go over great. Um, no, it went over fine, but I thought it was hilarious. What did you, you just I said, said that? the city of Angeles, <laughs> and everyone's like, get out. <laughs> oh, boy. And I said, you know uh, what no one's ever done on stage before? Kind of the differences between New York and L.A. Let me do that for you guys for 45 minutes. Um, anyways, they did. Oh, yeah, I see the light. I see oh, the yeah, light. Oh, no, I, I fully comprehend that I'm supposed to get off stage. I just choose not to. <laughs> this you is a filibuster. To. Okay, <laughs> You better get out that old hook if you want me off this stage. Um, no, um, I really enjoyed Los Angeles so much more than I thought I would. Um, yeah, it looked really fun. Yeah. And you had like the optimal, you were visiting someone with like a car and you were like, in, in you were rooted in a place. Yeah, my friend Emily put me up very generously and had a car. So it was, it was very easy. I didn't have to like navigate the freeways or whatever the fuck yeah. myself. Um, and the food was obviously delicious. I mean, so many tacos, you wouldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I thought was really weird was <laughs> that, um, they have in a lot of places I texted you about this, but they have a yes. 20% service charge tacked onto your entire bill. And then there's also a space for tipping. Yeah. And I was like, and then they were just like, so tip if you'd like to, but this is a service charge. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what's no. going on. And then um, Emily, my friend, was like, I asked a sir, like, I was like, what should I tip? Like, just tell me what to do. I want to do the right thing. What do you guys d- want, basically? Because it's so unclear. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. And they were like, 10% is fine. And I was like, okay. And then I just talked to my friends who work there in the service industry, and I was like, they're like, yeah, no one tips. It sucks. We don't make any money. And I was like, that is crazy. The service charge goes to front and back of house, which is good. Good. Sure. I, like, hesitated to say good. (laughs) It is good. Lillian's like, it's... (laughs) 
no, obviously that's the whole point of gratuity included, which obviously back of house should be getting paid more that we, we all agree on that. Yeah. But, um, and if it's, but I'm also like, I bet you they still have to pay for their insurance. It's not like, it's not like they're getting free insurance. Definitely not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it were that, I'd be like, okay, like I could see taking a pay cut for having free insurance if, if that's what we must do. No, I'm sure they still have to pay at least $50 a week. Anyways, it sucked. And then I was just like, and then I just spent so much money because I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Because it's already, like, I was already going to places that were kind of expensive. And then it's like double tipping. It was crazy. That's nuts. Paying no. like 40% more. <laughs> like, crazy. I'm already paying $32 for a sliver of lamb belly. You want me to add on 60 bucks? Jesus Christ. Coastal elites. You know? Tell me about it. Um, but all in all, very fun. I had a great time. Mm -hmm. Very chill. Very chill. What a chill vibes. Except I gotta say, aggressive drivers out there. Where's the Where's the free love in Cali when you're on? The... I know. Aren't they all you know weeded out? No, the, know, I got I got the I got the bird in L.A. Straight up got the bird. I, I gave it right back. Rest assured. So. <laughs> oh, oh, you better <laughs> believe I gave it back. Okay. I, here's the thing. What's going to give the bird declined? Saw I got the bird, gave it back. I was mm. like, you know what, sir? I can, I can, I'll I go. can dish it out. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Anywho, good to be back with my people. Yeah. I've never been to LA. It, it looks fun. I don't think it's for me. No, it's definitely not for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus, you could say you would fit in. You have the perfect body type for it, but it wasn't even. No. <laughs> Everyone also is just like not cool there. They're just like I was like Lillian. How's LA? She's like it's pretty cool. Everyone's pretty open about their eating disorder here, so it's cool. They were. I saw. I posted this on like all my social media and didn't get the attention it should have. But I saw a man straight up push a piece of bread flat on the table away from himself. Like he was eating by himself, just said, I don't think so. I don't want this even remotely near me. I don't want the odor getting in my nose and somehow calories. Yeah, everyone's just like, no, we don't eat here. I heard people talking about the, everything they ate like over and over again. It's very crazy. I don't like that. No, it's, I mean, it sucks, but I'm like, finally, <laughs> we can talk about it. Right. Instead of New York, everyone's just like, I'm so busy, I forgot to eat. Yeah, yeah. Like, babe, no. You didn't. Yeah, I feel like everyone here, I mean, also because of, like, the, like, insane gentrification, it's like everywhere's a soul cycle, and everyone just yeah. goes there, and then it's like, right. oh my god, I get nauseous if I eat after soul cycle, or whatever. Right, right. I'm like, you're in a cold. Um, <laughs> anyways, but maybe when we get, you know, big enough, we'll go to LA and have a live show. That'd be fun. Be a lot of fun. I also have been looking at Groupons for knockoff soul cycle classes because it does seem kind of fun. No, if you're gonna join a cult, do the good cult, not the <laughs> I not. Want, I want the group cult. On. No, I want Groupon. <laughs> okay, Groupon level. <laughs> group the guys, on like level. I don't know, abandon your family or not. You don't have to. You don't have. You can give up all your possessions, but not necessary for this class level i'm um, like where's the ranch that's like where you're gonna <laughs> drug me and rape me they're like uh it's not really a ranch so much as it's kind of like um it's a, it's a lean to and it's just gonna be in massachusetts so it's an a-frame in vermont and 
<laughs> Again, not mandatory. Um, <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Oh, let's do some service stories. Oh, right. Even that was kind of a service story, yeah. but whatever. This uh, is, sorry, we're, we're... We're out of practice, We're I out guess. of practice. We're a little I'm kooky. a little bit sick. Um, I don't know. Anyways, oh. service oh. story. Do you have one? You want um, me to go? Well, I'll do, I'll do mine. Yeah. I'm just going to talk about my day yesterday because I couldn't think of anything that happened to me in the last two weeks. <laughs> but um, I agreed to work brunch because I need money. Yeah. Um, and I had, and this weekend, I think, I don't know if it was like everyone was doing dry January and they all came out because now it's February and they can drink again or, um, I don't know, Super Bowl or something, but it was very busy weekend for both of us. We were yes. both busy. And, um, and so Friday, Decently busy. I bartended Saturday. Very, very busy. And then Sunday brunch again, busy. And also brunch is just such a killer service. No, it's like nine hours long for some reason. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, can we get people cut at brunch? Like this is not necessary. It's also like for some reason, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but my kitchen is downstairs in my restaurant and I feel like I have to go up and down those stairs so much more frequently during brunch. Yeah, you do. Cause everyone's like, can I have a hot sauce? It was crazy. I literally like at the end of it, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my friend. She was like, I know I literally feel like I have gangrene after brunch. <laughs> like it's just like my fucking gout <laughs> legs, just like fucking whatever. Um, so brunch was horrible. And then it was, so it was my staff party last night. So, and in my group chat with my restaurant, everyone was like, cool. Like my staff party was at a bowling alley and they were like, we're going to sign up for bowling at 9 PM. We're taking the lane at 9 PM. And I was like, I'm getting off brunch at like five o'clock and I'm going to need at least a six hour kind of decompression. Yeah. yeah. Sensory deprivation experience. Sure. And then I went to the computer store to pick up my computer after brunch, which was very interesting. And went home to watch a little Real Housewives and shared three bottles of wine with one person. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it to the staff party. Wasn't, it won't be attending. Won't be attending. <laughs> won't be attending. So normally the staff party is, I mean, last year I famously was being a little bit of a bad girl. Kelly, we, well, there's an episode where we, we rehashed the... Yeah, go back in the archives. I'll, to give you a quick... This is another anecdote uh, that I remembered this year was Kelly thought I misgendered somebody and then like refused to speak to me for like an hour. And I was like, babe, that's it's not being a social yeah. justice She's warrior. She's SJW and blackout. And I was like, babe, it's not what happened. You are fully blackout and we need to leave. Like It was so funny on Saturday night, Lillian and my coworker Robbie were like, so funny when you get drunk they're like you're the way you speak changes because the way you hold your mouth changes you like make your mouth tiny and then you talk out of a tiny mouth and i was like i know that to be true <laughs> like it really cut deep yeah kelly has already a small mouth <laughs> yeah in size fellas and so, <laughs> and so it just it turns into like one of those like a uh, dried apple doll <laughs> like an old granny apple doll mouth. 
with little googly eyes and you're it like cut what? so deep it's like you know when you like someone just says something that is so true and so immediately a, a, a mirror at a shocking you turn the corner there's a mirror <laughs> Oh, we love you. I know. They're like that tiny mouth. I was like, I know. I know. My friend Aaron was like, I know Kelly said something really funny, but I couldn't understand her because her mouth was so small when she was talking because she was so drunk. <laughs> but I'm sure it was really smart. I was like, I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> when was that? At a Christmas party or something. Oh, my God. That's Anyways. So funny. <laughs> that <laughs> tiny mouth strikes again. <laughs> Uh, each and every one of you will see it one day when we make our tour around the country. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, is your story over? I forgot. Did Story's I over. <laughs> Story's over. Didn't go to the zap party. There's no dicks in this tiny mouth. Whatever. Oh, my God. Um, great. Wow. Yeah, um... <laughs> I was going to go to that party, too, and then I didn't go because I picked up a shift, kind of forgetting it was Super Bowl Sunday, and then it was Super Bowl Sunday, and I was like, whatever, I'll just work it. Uh, Here's the thing they don't tell you, folks. Well, normally, I've never worked Super Bowl Sunday, like, ever in my life, because it's always a staff party. Yeah. So I... (laughs) What they don't tell you about Super Bowl Sunday is that just the biggest freaks of nature go out to eat at a nice-ish restaurant on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. How and why would you do that? No, absolutely. That's a a psychotic choice. It is. And here, I want to just tell you, um, one, the first person I encountered... A few little vignettes, and then kind of the (laughs) climax. This American life, okay? This is part one. Yeah, part one is a guy walking in in a Harvard letter sweater. (laughs) Hell yeah. Probably about 60 years old with his, like, mousy date. Uh, And they come in, and they're like, I was like, hey, can I get you all something to drink? And they're like, we want, like, desserty cocktails. And I was like, okay, it's like... 5 30 p.m i was like gross you're like chocolate martini yeah. coming right up i'm like okay i was like well we have a, a list here of like dessert wines amaro some sherry like you know if, if you have any questions let me know and whatever and they're like no we just like want dessert cocktails and i was like, like what is again, that like that's grasshopper what are they like i don't i was like um i was like you know i have i have coffee liqueur can make you like you know basically a non-disgusting espresso martini that's what everyone fucking wants now i don't get it i don't know how this happened do you get requests for espresso martinis? Constantly. Who published an espresso martini is back thing? Fucking. Constantly. But I think they're good, so I can't, I can't no, truly I, I resent mean, it. I'm not shaming them. I just don't know how this happened. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's these 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 eye ties. These. <laughs> it's like you let these people think that they're white, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, espresso martini after every dinner. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So now we have the new emoji that... Uh, the Irishman, that, this, this emoji. This, we're hold, we'll put the emoji on so you guys can see what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, post. it's unbelievable. We want to go back to Goodfellas days when they're, you know, they have their own society. Um, okay, sorry. I'm just fixing the mic for Kelly. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, they're really, really weird. They get creme brulee and dessert drinks. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. 
also a giant TV has been put behind me <laughs> for the Super Bowl, which is not normally the case at my restaurant. It's very weird vibe. I hate it. Um, so I'm like, there's like a Mucinex commercial and then these people getting espresso martinis. Weird. So anyways, um, at some point, this guy who's very tall and weird and old and keeps like <laughs> singing weird songs. Like, it's just like everything is so weird. I can't understand what's going on. He gets up, takes his drink with him pulls a seat from another table and just stares out the window sitting <laughs> down by himself. His date completely left at the bar. I didn't hear a fight. I didn't hear any kind of, no one's crying. He just wants to watch the rain out the window or something. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Also, there's like no one in the restaurant. So it's just this scene being played out. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then eventually she gets up and takes her drink. They fin And I'm like, are you... Done it. Are you still enjoying the creme brulee? I'm like, what is going on? She just sits next to him, and they both just sit there staring out the window for like 20 minutes. And I'm just like, wow. And then apparently, he was making direct eye contact with the hostess, smoking an imaginary cigarette. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, cool. Like, oh my god, what the fuck? So that was just the. For, that was like setting the vibe for the rest. First of all, A24 just bought the rights to that <laughs> little moment. It's like, oh, okay. staring at the rain. Part of me really does love a true freak, which these people definitely <laughs> were. Yeah, I'm going to take that move. I would just, and everyone's like, is it a menacing thing? <laughs> is it just like a cool thing? Like, what is the fake cigarette smoking? I don't understand what the intention behind it is. Oh my um, God. So weird. So anyways, and then for the rest of the night, it was people just coming in just like, oh, I'll have pate as an entree, just water. Um, I'll have <laughs> Pinot Grigio and a lemon tart. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, what, what is this? There's no, there's no rhyme or reason. A lot of shit happened. Cut to the end, very end of the night. I'm exhausted. What I thought would be a fun, easy night. I brought fucking pizza rolls and pigs in a blanket. I was like, we're going to have snacks. It's going to be over early. No big whoop. By now, I'm emotionally exhausted. I got a fucking dude comes in with earbuds. I'm like, fine, whatever. He's like, can I have a Malbec? I said, we don't have Malbec. Tempranillo. I help him with his wine. He's fine. Then he goes, do you guys have Hendrix? I said, no, we don't have Hendrix. Here are our gins, whatever, whatever. And he goes, have you heard of Summer Solstice? <laughs> And I go, um, sort of the, like, event of... <laughs> the, the celestial event? Yeah, I was like, uh, I guess I, I am familiar, sort of, informally with Summer Solstice. And he goes, no, sorry, the Hendrix Gin Summer Solstice, like, special edition gin. And I said, no, sir, can't say that I am. Um, he said, had it once, can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'm like completely blown apart by this. I'm just like, okay. I was like, well, let's see if we can get you halfway to summer solstice, my friend. Like, what am I going to do here? Give him some other fucking gin. I'm like, how you liking that? He says, it's great. Perfect. He's like, it's like I'm drinking a forest. I was like, fantastic. So I, and then he goes, hey, what's your name? I was like, God damn it. So we start chatting and I, I told Kelly before I said, 
the second I stop becoming like I'm professional and polished, the second I let my guard down, this is what happens, okay? And this is what happens. So he starts talking to me. He goes, I've been, I was in the Marines for four years. I'm retired from there. I'm a massage therapist. Now I want to be an actor. I said, quite the trajectory, <laughs> sir. <laughs> said, I just moved here. Really miss living in Manhattan. I said, yeah, very expensive to live in Manhattan. He said, I can't wait to get back there. You know, I'm working a lot. When I go back to working full time, maybe I can move back. I said, well, you know, the rents are great. We started talking about rents. And he said, I say, hey, all I can say about that is Bernie 2020. Which was dumb of me, sure. Obviously, sure. Yep. End of my night. Bear just, trap. You just walked into it. Uh huh. Go on. I just want to get out of the conversation. I'm just like, let me throw you a catchphrase. Right. Not me. Us. Right. And he goes, um, you know, I've been failed by like politics my whole life, and I was like, well, that's perfect. Because right, that's yeah. My perfect oh, I end. love you caucusing this my, guy. My, well, wait for it. <laughs> So my soft sell, I'm like, okay, I totally get that. That makes a lot of sense to yeah. me, too. Blah, blah, blah. We start talking. I'm like, all right, I'm going to win this guy over I for our that. side, yeah. right? <laughs> and then he just goes, Bernie Sanders? <laughs> He's a billionaire. <laughs> he said, that's not the case. <laughs> and friends, I didn't handle it gracefully. <laughs> I was just like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, he's not. Bernie's not a billionaire. And everyone I work with is like, oh, my God. Like, they're so annoyed with the me. The colored like, drains from their face. Yeah. I was like, the guy sold a couple books. He's not a billionaire. I was like, I was like, you know what he's not doing? Taking money from billionaires. That should tell you something. I want this whole fucking thing. And then he's like, I feel like I ruined the vibe in here. I feel like I really... Lillian, I'm sorry. I came in summer solstice, high on the solstice. And I was like, hey, man, it's cool. I was like, I'm just really, you know, it, it's my fault. I reacted too strongly to that, and I'm very, very passionate about it. I really feel like this could be a big change coming. And then it was just this whole fucking big deal, and it was so crazy. And I was like, I'm not good at the soft sell. I'm just, I'm too crazy for it. Yeah, sometimes that happens to me, too. So I just... And I, I really blew it is really the whole point yeah. of this whole story. Because I could have been a little bit more fucking... Gentle, yeah. I don't need to... Um, It's like just having sex really fast and quick. It's like, just take your fucking time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't need to bang it out. We'll get there either way. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't like this metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I don't either. I don't know why. I, I know. I, I've never heard you say something like that. I know. What's wrong with me? Summer solstice. I did. Someone told me, I have two things to respond. Someone told me that it is, there's some word for it, but it's the midway point. Friday night was the midway point between the summer and winter solstice. So oh. I think that is part of the weird energy that we were it's having this weekend. It's bizarro out there. Also on Friday night, <clears throat> I work at the restaurant next door to Lillian's boyfriend and um, someone blacked out at his bar and was talking about how Amy Klobuchar could win. Um, so I just, <laughs> that might happen. I don't know. It's the Iowa caucus today. Um, you know, you got your New Hampshire caucus next week. She might kind of, she might, yeah. <laughs> out of the, you know, we don't, we don't know what she's going to do. Club. She might murder a staffer between now and then. It and might be, but it might be a blood sacrifice. Exactly, exactly. And that's what we don't know. Right. We, that's the big unknown. <laughs> right. So, and I was like, wow, I'm so interested in the psychology of a person who blacks out 
you know what I mean? Like, it's so interesting when you black out because, like, I'm not someone who thinks alcohol is, like, the truth serum that I think no. of the way a lot of people talk about it. But it does reveal what, you, like, the, the machinations of your brain when you get blacked out. Sure. A little more. I'm interested in the machinations of the brain that blacks out. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the unconscious. It's the... <laughs> right. Your unconscious stuff. desire to have... <laughs> Amy Klobuchar. It's that guy who can't stop thinking about Amy Klobuchar. The guy who's hot. Yeah. He's hot for Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, it it was a lot. And I was going to go out and hang out with everybody. And then I was like, I'm fucking tapped out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Shakira. J-Lo. J-Lo. My friends. The Chiefs. Whatever. Anyways, all right, 25 minutes in. <laughs> okay, well, we, this is a, whatever. What? Well, we, did, we skipped a week, so we had to, we'll do a mega up. Mega up. Kind of. Mega up. Um, so every year, we're, we're pivoting now to subject, if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> every year, Eater does this thing. <laughs> Context clues, so maybe some of you guys are dumb. <laughs> Um, Eater does this thing where they're like, we talk to our food writers who are like not important, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talk to our food reporters and ask them what their top complaints about New York city dining are. It's like a not good premise. It's like stupid. It's like food writers are belong in jail. Exactly. It's like not a good fucking survey group, <laughs> but whatever. But, in, and it's, uh, so this is the top complaints about NYC dining in 2019. Um, and they're all dumb, but we thought, Hey, we can make, we're dumb too. We can, yeah, we're done too. We can make pie out of mincemeat out of, we'll make uh lamb out of mutton. Oh, you ever heard that expression? I have not. Oh. Is that an expression? Sound off in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to start off? Um, yes. The the very first one is from Steve Cuzo, mm. a, a New York Post columnist. Oh, hello, Steve. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, restaurants described by publicists as elegant yet casual, casual yet sophisticated, sophisticated yet welcoming, which I firmly agree with. Yeah. And I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. And also... Um, my best friend, Nora Ephron, who I yeah. constantly, she <laughs> has talked about in her Romana Cliff heartburn. Yeah. She talks about that style specifically of like food writing of, she was like, you can't get into these like, but, 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 yep. Yet. Yeah. But, 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 because uh-huh. it's like, you end up just saying, saying nothing. nothing. And then you're like, the sauce is creamy, but the fish is dry. And it's like, this is not like, right. Stop. Right. Describe what it is. I mean, Upscale casual has really fucked up our minds. Yes. The concept of the ex- execution of us constantly working in upscale casual, it doesn't make any sense. Also, it's like, you don't have to stop. That's what restaurants are. Like, I'm sorry, like, we, we eat dinner in jeans now. This isn't the goddamn 50s. Right. Like, for sure. everything, every restaurant now has glasses of wine for $18 that you purchase in cutoff jeans. <laughs> And that's the way we like it. Okay. That's the way I like it. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree. It's stupid. I mean, it's also like everyone's a food writer now, and so everyone's dumb. Right. So, um, all right, what else? Um, 
Rachel Wharton, food writer and author. Okay, doesn't matter. Rachel <laughs> Wharton. Um, I almost plugged your book. Nice try. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> if there is a way for a host to tell you that you have no chance of dining here tonight in a way that didn't always make you feel like an asshole, that would be awesome. Sorry, babe. I don't know. Hosts are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they're super hot, coked out girls. Yeah. They don't even, they're not even seeing you as a person. You're like a formless shape. And they're like, get out. <laughs> they're like, go. I have to go like fuck a dude in like four hours. And you're not that dude. That's what the host is thinking. <laughs> yeah. You are not him. <laughs> Do you have a tattoo of like the pig parts or whatever the fuck? <laughs> All line cooks have that legally mandated tattoo. Yeah, my boyfriend wears a choker, so <laughs> can't eat here. <laughs> also, someone said, um, also, this for some reason it's not loading on my phone. Oh, it loaded yeah. one thing, and Bummer, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but um, <laughs> someone said, why don't restaurants still seat in complete parties? Because it's fucking annoying. Oh my God, that's the worst one. That is like, to me, I'm like, this is, and certainly I'm not the first to say it. It's like when people write about restaurants without having ever having worked in restaurants, then you get complaints like this. And then people who read about restaurants who have never worked in restaurants think that's a valid complaint. It's not. It's fucking annoying. And if you have to add in your brain, I have to keep checking if this party is fully sat, keep putting in drinks one by one. It's annoying for the bartender. It's annoying for the kitchen. It's annoying for the server. You can't sit with an incomplete party. Sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Tell your friends, lie about your reservation time to your friends. I don't care. Also, Book a table for 7.30, say we're getting it there at 7. Places will seat you if you're like <clears throat> five of six. And here's what you can do. I've come in late for a reservation. I say order me the fucking hanger steak, put in my entree for me or whatever. I'm not there yet, but they'll be fine if you put in food Yeah, or something. But yeah, obviously you can't see incomplete parties. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Also, what, you're going to have that table for four times as long yeah. as you normally would? We have to fucking switch that table up, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You also say they're 15 minutes away. I don't know. Yeah, you're always lying if you say they're they're about to be here. What the goddamn hell's going on with my... Why won't this article load? I don't know what the hell's going on. Eater's like, we know you're making fun <laughs> of this fucking thing. <clears throat> do you want to look at my phone? Uh, no, I think I remember some, some other okay. stuff, complaints I have. Um, do you want me to go? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is one that is so funny to me. Hold on. It's like... <laughs> and then there's a couple of good ones that are actually real. Yeah. Um... Matt Rodbard. <laughs> okay, Matt. Okay, Matt. Um, this says, honestly, just stop trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we can feel you straining. Relax. We'll be cool. Also, restaurant coffee sucks. And like goes on a whole thing about how restaurant coffee sucks, which I couldn't care less about. Um, yeah, we're trying hard because it's how we make our money <laughs> and it's our job and we want to make sure we do a good job. I don't know what you're referencing with trying too hard. Is it like, oh, I think overly precious restaurant design does bother totally. me. But Eater is a huge part of the problem. They feed that. Yeah. They give out awards for it. So like. It should be called Feeder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. It's like, I don't know, man. You want a lame restaurant that doesn't give a shit? Cool. Go do that. Go sit in a fucking beige cafeteria and have someone who hates their life. I mean, you could have someone who hates their life serve you in a nice restaurant, which is me. 
you know? Yeah. Anyways, what's yours? Um, there were a couple that were uh, talking about like over restaurants over relying on um, reservations, which I totally agree with. Same. I think that it would be really nice for reser- for places to go back to just not taking reservations. I wish my restaurant didn't take reservations. <laughs> um, I know that it's like part of it is like predicting, you know, how many people to have on staff, how much the kitchen should order. But it's also like just look at the trend. Like I, I agree. I don't – reservations annoy me. There's a flip side of that though, which is there's some restaurants where you can never get in and there are no reservations. Yeah, they're too cute. I'm looking at you, Uncle Boons, who I love so much, but I show up there at 5.30 and there's already an hour wait for one seat at the bar? What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think it's weird. It's always always just like, it's not hospitable to be like, no, you can never come in here. I know. I don't really get, like, how that's... Helpful. I guess that is, like, that is trying too hard of just being like, sorry, like, there's a three-hour wait. It's like... Don't say three hours to me. Just be like, unfortunately, we just don't have any more, you know, but if, if you'd like another night this week, like, maybe I can book something for you right now. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that, yeah. I, yes. The, the somehow gatekeeping of restaurants, it's like... That's not what your function is. No. <laughs> you let me in. Let me in. I'm that Eric Andre meme. <laughs> let me in. Yeah. Let me get Roberta's. We, <laughs> <laughs> we want to spend money. Yeah. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. stop it. Again, it's, I mean, let's all blame it on those little hosts. Um, <laughs> totally. Blame it on the hosts. Um <clears throat> What else? Um, ba, ba, ba. Ding, 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 ding. <clears throat> Bowl-based, fast, casual restaurants, sure. But those are going to go down. Those are going to be yeah. in the fucking garbage. We don't even need to waste time on them. Yeah. Everyone said Hudson Yards. Completely agree. Sure. Um, this. <laughs> someone says, the closures, the hype. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Those are two natural things. Um the this says um i love 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 all the wine service in the city where bartenders and servers are warm and unpretentious about helping with a pick but please tell me when you're suggesting a glass that's more than twenty dollars that's fair to me sure but i also think like context clues of the restaurant yeah if you're at estella and someone pours you a glass of wine without telling you the price you might end up buying a 25 dollars glass of wine yeah if you're at the Greek diner, that's probably not going to happen. Well, <laughs> but how does that, like, you look at the list and then you're like, just pick something for me? That's what happens? What is she talking about? I feel like it's like... A no-list place? Are there places? Are there such places? Kind of. Oh, I guess, like, Ops does that. Yeah. Okay, I'm an I idiot. went to a place in L.A. where I was like, yeah, can I see the wine list? And my fr- it was li- my friend Lizzie, who we love, yeah. was working, and she was like, we don't have a wine list. You have to tell me what you want. And I was like, mm, okay. I do feel like... Well, at least in my restaurant, because the place that I work, the clientele wants to be spoon fed food like little babies. Um, Well, people will physically not pick up the menu and they'll be like, I'm looking for a sauntere. And you have to be like, and I do think that that is, it can be a good way to find something instead of reading the wine list and saying like, oh, I I normally like a, a Pinot Noir. So let me just do that saying to the server, hey, right. I normally like a Pinot Noir. So 
I think it's probably like that when you say to the server without having looked at the wine list, hey, I normally drink this. Do you have a recommendation? Got it, got it, got it. That's what yeah. I'm imagining. Here's the thing. If you put your life in our hands, you got to be prepared for where it's going to go. Also, it's fine to ask people, if someone pours you a taste of wine, say how much it, it's okay to ask what the price is. Yeah, or you can just say, I'm looking to stay within like under $18 a glass or whatever you want, you know? like I would percentage. add, this is not related to this, but I would add, when you're ordering a bottle of wine at a restaurant, tell me right away what you want to spend. Oh, yeah. Just say, I'm looking for a bottle of light red under 80 bucks. Totally. Because if I don't want to kind of think through my recommendations and then you're like, none of those are in my price or I don't like this. Right. And then you feel like I'm trying to upsell you, but I just didn't know that you wanted to spend $60. Right. It's yeah. a different conversation. Absolutely. Just drop that number. I think that that is a problem that I think because people want to impress their servers and feel, want their servers to think they're cool, they're, they have to pretend that it's not transactional. Right. And that there's no money involved. And it's like, it's okay to talk about the price and say, how much is this going to cost? How much is a glass of this? How I mean, if it's, if, and if it's an issue for you, of course, if it's an issue for you, you gotta talk about it. Yeah. Tell me all your troubles. <laughs> Tell, Tell me, me all your, your financial troubles <laughs> right off the bat. Let's get you, let's get your house refinanced. <laughs> I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. What's that fucking, there's a mortgage app that's sometimes advertised on podcasts. It's called like SoFi or something. God, that's horrifying. I'm pulling it up right now. We're yeah, getting we're gonna have to get this sorted out by. by Let dessert. me look at your loan repayment plan. Yeah, what are you doing here? If you're just paying the interest, you're going to end up paying way yep, more. It's not going to work. You got to pay it down aggressively. <sighs> the things we do for people, you know, they don't realize <laughs> they that don't we're realize. refinancing. You know what? I'm <laughs> pouring you a twelve dollar glass of wine, so you can put six hundred dollars to that. Student I want to watch you put that in your other bank account right now because right you're now. not buying the. Expensive right glass of wine. And while you're at it, you should be you should be getting renter's insurance. <laughs> okay. You never know. You just never know. Um what was that woman we were gonna talk about this and we never did. It's kind of it's it comes it's on this dovetail with this wine thing. Oh, this was specifically about a cell this woman who writes for the New Yorker. Rosen? She like, Helen Rosen. Helen Rosen. Yeah. She um she's gotten she's put the foot in the old mouth before on Twitter. Yeah. Um, cause she's just like not fun. She just seems like a very not fun woman. She was like one of the people that when Rachel Rabbit White had her like poetry party, she was like, guess I'm like the dumb old bitch who like stays at home. And then everyone was like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but she went to Estella and then posted a, f and then we know the wine director at Estella, who's like a wonderful woman, but also has like a very intense crazy mind and so she doesn't arrange the wine list in a like conventional way because she is trying to like inspire conversation yeah. about the wines also estella for those who do not live in new york is an expensive restaurant you're not gonna go in and buy a 50 dollar bottle of sancerre it's right. not gonna happen so anyway she doesn't list the grapes because she's more into like regionality of wine and like terroir and all this like stuff if you're going to Estella, you know this. This is not it's a surprise. This is right, not confusing right. to you. And this food writer wrote about it, and she was like, so sick of wine lists where it's not clear 
what I am supposed to say to order the wine. And then people were like, oh, I think like you could just say the producer because that's like the first thing listed. And that's what I would say. And she's like, I just don't like when the server chides me for saying the wrong thing when I order the wine, which I was like, I don't believe you that that has ever happened. No, that's what happens when people say, <clears throat> they'll say the name, of, they'll say one thing. And just to clarify, I'm like, oh, you want the vine, good, the yeah, yeah. whatever, or the muscadet or whatever, and, and clarify with the second thing. So I'm right. making sure people I know. People will what say, they ask. or like someone will say, I'll have the Chablis. Right. And you say, the Chardonnay to confirm. Right. This is not right. chiding. Right. The only time I chide, which happens all the time at my restaurant, is like domain bodegas. There are like certain things that den- yeah. denote like the house of the yeah, producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people will take, I'll say, I'll take the domain oh wine. Oh my God. Does that ever happen to you? Yes. It's so funny. That's the only time that I'm like, no, you're an idiot. You're fucking, how do you not know from like, con- the word domain exists in English. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and you see it three times on this wine list. Why well, are... this woman came in. Sorry, this is just a weird, wacky bitch fest <laughs> one, but I love it so much. Yeah. This woman I came in uh, four people from like the Upper West Side, and she goes, <laughs> four grown married people living in New York City. Background. <laughs> a little bit of background on these four people. <laughs> she goes... Um, I want like a gin drink, but I don't want anything citrusy. I was like, a martini maybe? Like, she was like, what? She was reading the menu. She goes, what's dry vermouth? <laughs> I was like, baby, you had a wedding. You went on a honeymoon. You have a fucking job, ostensibly. You don't know what dry vermouth is? I don't understand how this happened to you. I... I'm never going to shame somebody who's learning and doesn't know what's up yet and is like taking steps. But if you are like a rich idiot, like you, you live in New York city. Why don't you know what driver vermouth is? Right? Yes. Agree. Hard agree. Do your fucking homework for two seconds. There are like, you just need to know like the four mother cocktails and like vermouth is an ingredient in all four of them. She's like, what does it taste like? I'm like, Let's go on a journey, hand in hand. You're like kind Saturday of like night. celery. I don't know. I have all night, babe. Saturday. I have nothing else better to do than walk you through one of the fucking pillars of cocktails. Of cocktails. Are you out of your mind? Also, like you know what sweet vermouth is, presumably. No, I'm sure not. And then she hated her martini, obviously. Anyways, that happened to me recently. That I made a martini for someone and. The server brought it back over and he was like, she didn't like it. I don't know if she knew what a martini was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting choice to order it. Very interesting. It's the people that are like, mm, I like lemon drop stuff and I like <laughs> Cosmos and I like espresso. I'm going to get a regular martini. Yeah, that is a real scourge that the trend of calling something a martini just because it's served in a in a coupe or a martini glass. Like an apple teeny. Apple teeny, passion fruit martini. French martini. French martini. Lemon drop, which I do think is delicious, but. I mean, yeah, they're all good. <laughs> let's not, let's not, you know. Um, I'm never a snob if you're like genuinely like, I don't know what that is. Oh, interesting. But if you like are richer than me and you live in New York yeah. City, get the fuck out of here. Totally. Go look at a goddamn book. Yeah. She was very nice though. But... <laughs> she was nice. <laughs> she didn't notice that I was horrible. And then the people next to them were like, those people sucked. I was like, babe, that's nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. 
Anyways. Should we wrap it up? <laughs> Should that be the end note? <laughs> I have to pee also. <laughs> Guys, sorry. This is not what I thought would happen. <laughs> um, but we needed to, you know, get back in form. Um, Kelly's looking at her phone now. She's done. I was like, we're reading. What the hell? How did I get in trouble? We're done, right? Yeah. All right. Um, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, please become a patron if you feel like it. Yeah. And um, we'll see you next week. Love ya. Bye.